no chance. What's up, everybody? Episode 32 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your host, Ryan. And Nate. I don't even know what I was going to say. It's episode, <laughs> episode 32. 32. 32 weeks. And I'm, I'm going to call this right now because I've been looking at the stats. We've just hit 9,000 listens. Okay. So you, when, was the last reaching- time, when was the last time I said that? Last episode, we hit 8,000. So that was less than yeah. one a week. 1,000 listens. <laughs> Where's the, where's the checks at? Yeah. Where, are the, where are the checks coming in at? Is there a P.O. box? No, really, just... please. We're broke. Please. <laughs> we're, please send us checks. We appreciate everybody that's been listening since day one. If it's your first time listening to an episode, welcome. Yeah, right. welcome to welcome. the podcast. Welcome to if the podcast. If this is your first podcast, welcome to podcasting. A podcast about streetwear. What was our the our tagline? About everything and, and nothing, nothing at, at the, the same, same damn, damn time. time. That's a... Uh, really what we live live by in this podcast because we just talk about literally everything i want to say first congratulations to our man virgil of off-white that is really what this whole episode is going to be about if you didn't already know um our man virgil ablo is now the you're like you're talking about him like he's our boy or something he is like, man <laughs> i would hope one day that he listens to this and he's like you know what they were one of the first guys so you know to really podcast not to do a oh. podcast to really you know rep you know Rep him. Sure. Or support him. How about support? <laughs> sure. Because sure. um, there's a lot of haters. A lot it's of true. haters of yeah, Virgil. Yeah, definitely. On yeah. that note. So let's talk about what happened this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what I was going to do, though? I'm going right. like, to let it breathe for like two seconds, and I'm going to just throw in like a, like a celebration song. Of just like, it's All like right. some celebration All right. music. Insert okay. like celebration music here. All right, cool. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, so this episode, we wanted to kind of, you know, touch on, which we really don't get is any sort of streetwear news. We're kind of, from time to time, digging for things, um, anything that's really current. Streetwear is kind of slow in terms of what happens. Yeah, I mean, whenever you see news about streetwear, it's always about, like, product and stuff. It's yeah. never about drops. And yeah, stuff. It's, 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 it's never about anything that's, It's never like, anything newsworthy, yeah. you know? Things that don't shift up, you know, the the dynamic of, of streetwear, street fashion. But with this past, well, you're listening to this, this is Friday. Um, a couple of days ago, I think it was on Saturday Sunday? or Sunday. Saturday yeah. or Sunday. Uh, Virgil Abloh, the, your, design, your current designer's favorite designer for some reason. The creator of Off-White, Pyrex. Um, what's the other one? What's the other one? There's another one? Yeah, there's another one. Pyrex, Off-White, Off-White and... Pyrex. Just kidding. I thought it was just two. I thought it was three. No. Anyways, Anyways, okay, cool. I'm wrong. Um, so the creator. <laughs> well, there goes the episode. Apparently, we don't know. <laughs> creator shit. of Pyrex and Off White is now the lead menswear designer for Louis, Louis Vuitton. Vuitton. Now, okay, you think like, oh, well, he's not the CEO or you know, like the man in charge. Yeah, that's a this, huge step. Like, it is. It is a huge, especially step. for such a reputable like fashion house. You know. Yeah. Coming from somewhere from coming from someone who screen printed designs onto um polo flannels you know and there's such there's so many pieces that we can sort of dissect here so let's just start with you know more of the just provide some context for people who don't know yeah so previously the lead men's designer was kim jones Mm -hmm. of louis vuitton he separated maybe about how long ago 
couple months like, ago. Like a yeah, I would say like they a month or so ago. They just had their last yeah. Louis Vuitton runway show that he led. Um, he's now with uh, Christian Dior, and from there they bring in Virgil Abloh. Right? There's so there's so much going on with this that I don't know where to start. Yeah. Let's say, okay, let's talk impact then. Yeah. Right. Let's right off the bat. Let's talk impact. Yeah. So Virgil becomes the lead men's menswear designer of Louis Vuitton. What happens? Like, what happens next? Like, what is Louis Vuitton going to look like going forward? What is it going to look like going forward? That's a good question. Before we get into our favorite part, which is the conceptual, deeper meaning stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about just surface level shit. Like, what's the product going to look like? What's going to re-release? Yeah. What is it going to look like? Are the prints going to remain the same? Who knows? You come into a uh, a heritage brand, a legacy brand. It's been around for, oh, pff, I want to say almost 200 years. Yeah. It's a long ass time. How do you shift? How do you change the dynamic of something that's been ingrained into people's minds for looking a particular way? Well, I think Virgil is going to do either one of two things. I think he's either going to, you know, inject his sort of streetwear knowledge into this higher fashion brand similar to what we see at for instance like gucci yeah like very street ready stuff that can be worn by pretty much everybody yeah street ready um so yeah either he could do that or he can just keep it kind of you know the way that it is very um you know very traditional like a high fashion house i think the expectation like you said is is to sort of start to taper that brand into something that's more street ready yeah that's the sort of millennial mindset nowadays Mm -hmm. is we need something that's sensible for our time the buying consumer nowadays which is people around our age Mm -hmm. um and virgil already has that you know that stronghold of that community right anything that he puts out we're buying we're interested in i think the key thing here is that virgil really understands that his younger audience millennials youth culture whatever you want to call it they are really what's going to drive the fat and what's currently driving like the fashion world today from a business standpoint they have the purchasing power and as well as they are the purveyors of cool right now like more so than ever i feel like yeah you you would be it's kind of surprising because if you look back to you know like the mid-2000s like kids our age at the time weren't really the ones doing it you know yeah i mean because like money is so accessible mm-hmm. um obviously like not to everybody on an yeah. equal level of course yeah. but it's definitely more accessible to younger people than it was let's say 15 years ago you know yeah. so yeah. obviously like people have our younger people have more money to spend um they're gonna drive consumerism you know yeah. what i'm saying and so, some of the leading like street where influencers aren't even anything older than 30 years old if you really look closely at yeah it. yeah definitely they're all very very young and so with this you know changing of the guard essentially mm-hmm. um virgil's sort of influence now is like hey i come from this culture of kids who know what the fuck they're talking about who are constantly being dismissed kids like us right yeah. they are the ones sort of leading the charge now and he's the the black panther the like literally yeah. like the man in charge he's yeah. like leading an entire nation to be like hey 
actually haven't seen Black Panther yet. So. Oh man, I can't even talk Sorry. to you about it. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> spoiler I mean, alert. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just in general, it's one of those. It's it's a huge mon- monumental thing. And yeah, I think this is this is good because we always talk about this ongoing conversation of where does high fashion meet streetwear. Yeah. Um, and I think this kind of further solidifies the point that in the future there's going to be such a huge gray area. Yeah. It's not. I mean, you can even see it now. It's definitely not as black and white as it used to be. You yeah. Know? It's bringing that concept of off white to life. Yeah. In the exactly. most physical way in possible. Like the most. Yeah. <laughs> or literal way yeah, possible. Yeah. Exactly. So the question lies then is is streetwear now high fashion? Ooh. That's, I mean, that's a topic that we, we kind of have to wait and see yeah. to get the answer. Yeah. Um, we see it making its way, sort of trickling yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely trickling in. I'm not too sure if it's just fashion houses kind of trying to inject that streetwear sensibility into their um, own line yeah. uh, just to kind of meet the demand of like these newer consumers. Yeah. Or if it's something that's gonna that has real staying power that's yeah. gonna be around for a while, you know? I, yeah, like, like what you do you s- think? Like you said, the, that streetwear sensibility is now ingrained in a lot of these high fashion houses. You see the art of the drop, right? Everyone's yeah. trying to drop something rather than just sort of put it out there as like yeah. a, an entire collection. Um, you're, you're seeing, I like to use this word now, cues, not lines, but you see, start to see cues for some of these higher, <laughs> am, I, I, what is that? Um, Are you going to start using lift now instead of elevator? European, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you start to see cues for a lot of these, these higher end brands and it, it, it's starting to become so blurred that, you know, you can see things in stores like, what was it? What was that Marco said? Saks? Right? Saks Fifth Avenue. You're starting yep, to see yep. streetwear sort of work its way into you know the, some at, of these department even stores. Even at Barney's, like yeah, Barney's before I feel like they would laugh at a streetwear brand if they tried to yeah get in. But they it, know, you know now that most of their most of their customer base that's already coming in there for the Balenciaga, mm-hmm. the Acne Studios, the Off White, they also want to wear the likes of. Fucking damn the f- I don't know what 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 other brand places and faces um just all of these other like low not lower end but niche streetwear brands yeah that complement these high end pieces because they all live in that same sort of world so it's like fuck man we got to bring in all these other brands within our store but it's like to attract that same consumer so um on that note let's let's sort of get into that then because. One of the biggest things right now is when you bring somebody from the culture, that being Virgil, right? Yeah. He's looked at as like inexperienced, right? You you get all these um these adjectives that sort of tag along with him and being a young designer that wasn't supposed to be here, which is what a lot of articles say. He wasn't supposed to be the head menswear designer at Louis Vuitton. It, it wasn't supposed to be. That's what a lot. Yeah, of, I mean, to like a normal person, you that's not something. I think you would expect, you know, no, not yeah. at all. Yeah. So if you're if you come from a background that is, you know, not prestigious, or you're not from, you know, a certain place, a certain or place, or yeah. a level, or even um, education wise, like yeah. you don't have a formal background in fashion. Mer- what is it like fashion design? Yeah. Is that a is that a um, a major? 
but yes. I mean like it yeah. <laughs> it's that yeah, sort of major it's that sort of mindset that's like you don't come from this so why would you think to be a part of one of the biggest fashion houses in the world yeah and I mean what do you think do you think that just kind of boils down to like you like you texted us earlier like do you think that kind of boils down to Virgil just having this sort of cultural currency, if you will, if that's the proper term to use. Yeah. Yeah. I think in regards to perfect place, perfect time. Yeah. You know, timing super important in sort of seeing like who the fuck is hot right now. Yeah. Right. It's almost like I'm going to make a really crazy, crazy, crazy like relation to good, this. Go ahead. So, you know, the Grammys, right? Yeah. Actually, not the Grammys, the Oscars, right? Same like, thing, really. Is it the Oscars? Which one's the movies? Oscars. Okay, the Oscars, yeah. right? Oscars are very much known to be old school, right? You have a group of people that tend to lean towards a certain type of actor, actress. It's just always been the same for like yeah. the past years. You always get those complaints from, you know, minority actors and that the representation is not there. And the same goes with um, the Grammys as well, right? That's why a lot of people boycott, et cetera. So you see somebody, there's always a um, like a, a monumental moment to shift the, the narrative of, yo, like the Grammys, the Oscars are so, you know, they're so old school. They never represent what's currently hot. They're, they're always going to be in their ways. Then there's that one moment that Kobe wins a fucking Oscar, <laughs> right? And then, it's, a, okay. and, and then it's like, damn. Maybe they do know what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, maybe they are in tune with with the culture. Yeah. So I feel like... That was actually a solid analogy. It took me a while to get yeah, to it. Yeah, okay. The punchline was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, But I think with this, with Louis Vuitton, they understand the trend or the climate of fashion and clothing, and they see it going back to streetwear. And we thought streetwear was going to die. Yeah. Right? We said that in a couple episodes, but this is just a testament for some of these people that are just like kind of watching everybody play the game from from bleachers and they're like okay like i got something for you guys right yeah, yeah. let's bring all that heat over here let's bring all this angst of fashion and streetwear why don't you come over to the lv side you know yeah what I, mean? I think it's i think it's really cool too to see kind of the gap being bridged between two things that were once seen that once seemed very separate you know yeah like it's cool for me too because you know growing up like i never thought that a person like virgil or a person like whoever like someone f coming from the streetwear world yeah. would be able to kind of make his own way make his own lane in that sort of um high fashion you know scene yeah so it's really cool to see how far he's come yeah and I'm really interested in seeing like what this means as far as like opening the door for you know other designers like other people involved with like the streetwear scene like what is like what does this mean going forward you know so yeah. I'm really excited to see no that, that no that that makes complete sense because you got to look you got to understand that sometimes people are judged by their failures right because Pyrex did okay but yeah. Pyrex was also looked at as like the first real like Tumblr brand yeah I swear it was like every time you Every every post you'd see, you'd see a pair of Pyrex shorts or whatever, and it was considered kind of whack, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the the name never stood in front of the brand. He just he lived sort of behind it. The name being Virgil, so 
sometimes people don't make it past that phase of like, damn, this this almost failed essentially. And then yeah. now he's like heading up Louis Vuitton. So it's like sometimes those failures, you know, they manifest itself into something great. Well, let's just take a step back real quick. Cause I, um, we were talking about cultural currency. Like, what do you think it is about Virgil that, you know, gives him enough sort of power and reputation yeah. to kind of fill this role? Like, what do you think it is about him as a person, you know? Well, just with Streetwear now is mm-hmm. he understands how to capture what is currently going on in culture within his clothing. So whatever's happening happening currently, he can speak to that by screen printing some shit on a sh- on a shirt. Yeah. And there's some way in some weird way, whether it's the quotes he puts or his iconography or his graphics that speaks to the consumers in a way that some of these high fashion brands are are unable to do. So you know how we we're talking about that brand pleasures, right? Mm-hmm. It they incorporate such a not desperate, but kind of like a, a somber feeling to their clothing, right? And, yeah. And with people who feel like that, they can relate, which is why they buy it, et cetera. It brings back a moment. He's almost doing that in a way where it touches you emotionally, his clothing, to the point where it's like, damn, like all with all things aside and the whole like hype part of it, there's a piece of that that's really genuine to the people that wear it. Yeah. Do you think like his relationships with like other people have anything to do with like propelling him into oh yeah such like hell know, huge yeah spotlight. dude it's the age of like social networking like yeah he's obviously as present as ever on social media he's with he vouches for the new up and coming kids which not a lot of people do in this old head industry they're just kind of like man you guys are doing whatever you guys are doing that shit is weird yeah you know so he's the one to embrace that which brings the likes of when those kids make it big and they have, you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of followers, they're able to push his stuff. And then again, then the whole snowball starts to get rolling. Yeah. Like I said in the past episode, um, he has a very similar like eye for what's going to be cool. Yeah. You know, and I think in that regard, like he he definitely has this reputation around him for being someone who's always in the know. Yeah. Uh, knows what he's talking about and just has overall good taste just see like if you look at him and kanye they do sort of that same thing more so him though like if you just look at the people around him right like Mm -hmm. you see the the ian connor the asap bari you see um really really the whole asap crew you just see all of them sort of congregate around him and it's just that sort of like social influence that he has that brings the likes of people like um harem preston and just like the Christina Pax and like all these these people and then there's just so much leverage from everybody that it just develops like it's hard to deny exactly like, it's hard to deny him in that regard you know yeah it's yeah. hard when you ha- when all your friends that are like the major influencers in this game are the ones backing you so it's like who can stop you at that yeah, point yeah exactly you know? exactly so it gets kind of crazy Let's see. Right. What's our next what's our next talking point? I got a bunch of questions because it, it just generated a lot. Okay, here, how about this one? Does his sort of uh his reign in Louis Vuitton now, does this bring Kanye back to LV? Because Ooh. that was a golden era that was very, very important. He had the um what were they called? Jaspers? The Jaspers. What was the other one called? The, um the Dons, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he brought that was that was an error in itself. Do you think that brings him back do you, into can the you fold see, of like can Louis you see Vuitton? potential collaborations? Um, I mean, part of me like hopes so. That'd be sick, but I don't know if that's realistic. Louis Vuitton Don. I mean, it is a it is a nickname. <laughs> you might have to resurrect that. You that might was, have to. Man. Yeah. Do you I don't, do yeah. you think um. Do you think some of the bad trends that, of, that brought on from that was brought on from Louis Vuitton might come back as well? What do you mean, like bad trends? Like, like the, some of the accessories that people used to wear a lot, like the um, ooh, the coin pouch, yeah, thing on the, that used you to clip hang, it to like your, used to hang your out of the buckle. Oh, do you think God, that'll come back? So bad. No, nah, I think that's trash. Nah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I okay. Let's. I hope not. Okay, let's look at this then, because there's uh, a big question in regards to. Where's the separation between how he's going to work off-white and how he's going to work Louis Vuitton? Is is he going to bring influences from both into his work? Are you going to start to see like Louis Vuitton do just an enormous amount of collaborations? I saw somebody make this this fake photo of a, a Louis Vuitton duffel and it just said in quotation marks, bag. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, you know, like there's a sense of like maintaining the exclusiveness and sort of prestige of a brand yeah i mean as far as like what i think is gonna happen going forward like i don't think virgil's a lot smarter than just combining the yeah. two and making it super obvious but that's what a lot of people give him flack for with yeah. off-white you know what i mean yeah. like just to put like what did he do for ikea he just put rug or like you know something on yeah the thing that he did yeah but i don't know it just to me like i think he's smarter than that yeah in the sense that he knows he's working for such like a reputable reputable brand yeah. that it deserves more than just slapping on there's like a sense a of seriousness yeah exactly to, exactly to it's too if you think about it. it it's two very different two different animals you know yeah off-white very streetwear very high-end streetwear yeah. louis vuitton very reputable very prestigious like traditional fashion house so i think you kind of have to like switch roles and put on two different hats. Yeah. But obviously like we're going to see his influence um, as far as like going forward in Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Like it's going to be there, but it's not going to be um, as obvious or as close to the raid related to Off-White as people think it might be, you know? I heard a really funny, um, a really funny sort of um, quote that he, that Virgil said. He said, you know, they interviewed him after the fact when he, when the announcement was made and he said i want off-white to be something that the 13 year old me yeah is excited about and i want this louis vuitton experience to be something that the 40 year old me is excited about so it's like um it's like a, taking off one hat and putting on the other when it's it's when it comes down to your work obviously yeah. the same inspirations and influences are gonna you know show in each one but mm -hmm. that separation of of seeing like seeing the Louis Vuitton piece and being like, damn, Virgil did a really good job on that versus seeing an off-white piece and be like, yeah, damn, Virgil did a really good job on that, yeah. you know? So it's that distinguishing of of where do you apply the energy and, and how do you sort of manage that? Because if you really think about it, that's a that's a big criticism from, from newer designers is how is a guy from streetwear going to come in here and manage something so prestigious that it's almost like you change the littlest thing and imagine, like, the customer base isn't just, you know, young kids right now f with Louis Vuitton. It's 
It's like we see it down here in downtown San Francisco. We have a Louis Vuitton flagship store. It's a lot of, you know, international people that, that just see the monogram. And they just want to buy it. Um, it's they don't know who Virgil is. They don't know who makes who makes what, you know. But yeah. Maybe the like the littlest thing can like, you know, tick them off, you know. Yeah. So let's let's talk for a minute about like the criticism that he has received or that Louis Vuitton has received for yeah. kind of bringing him on. Um, what are, what are people saying about this? Like, what are some like the negative things people are saying? All right. About this? What I'm going to do is I think an article on, I think it was high snobiety, uh, posted an article on Reddit. I don't know. Do you use Reddit a lot? Um, not very often. I mean, I've definitely been on Reddit, but so, so they highlighted often. an entire article on sort of the, the Reddit responses of they, like they created an entire thread on on this um this news so it's just a lot of people talking about like what it could be mostly a lot of hate yeah that's just how reddit tends to be but let me see let me see what people are saying okay um let's see what people are saying let me see if i have like a good one because the internet's oh, a really oh, mean go. place here we go yeah dude that's why i'm not <laughs> on there um it says okay how to become a successful designer step one know jay-z and kanye on a personal level step two make uninspired designs at a ludicrous markup <laughs> Less, uh, step three is just three question marks <laughs> as in <laughs> i don't know and then step four is become design head for a fashion house that's fucked up um here's another one uh he rarely puts out well-compromised pieces and instead works in hype marketing to sell what are pretty much overpriced hoodies. His unique ideas are mostly just him putting quotes on his stuff. Example would be literally all his collabs. And generally, if you have not fallen for the hype surrounding his stuff, then most of it just comes across as completely unimaginative and uninteresting. Damn, it's wow. like real hate. Man. God, You're really man. going in on this. Yeah, for real. Like for someone to take time out of like their day to type that up, yeah crazy now i'm dude usually people on reddit are just big haters just sitting behind the computer that just tends to be the majority um all right here, secretly here. it's like raf typing this. <laughs> <laughs> here's a good one excellent point this is a big push to try to get lv back into the streetwear game was it ever in the streetwear game oh i mean yeah but i mean come on kanye days like yeah, that's when every right. every streetwear had you know wanted lv yeah okay let's talk about that then because you mentioned Haters, right? Yeah, the haters, the haters. The haters. <laughs> Let's talk about your boy Raph, right? You yeah. love, you're a big fan of Raph Simmons, clothing yeah. wise, and and I don't know about person wise. I don't know <laughs> if you ever met him or if you if you just have pictures on your wall of his face or something like sure. that. I don't, I don't know. You could be obsessed with him in that way. I don't know. All right. Um, Anyways, <laughs> so uh, do you know? Like, uh, I I sort of read about it recently because articles started to spark up a little bit more. The best tweet ever was Raph is probably somewhere crying right now yeah um so sort of sort of dive into that on like sort of the 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 tense drama between the two of them if you I don't know who raf said i wouldn't it. say it was drama i just think that i mean basically what raf said was that he didn't feel very inspired by yeah. virgil and that's what he shots. was doing that is like low-key that's like a sneak disc kind yeah. of like, you know you're looking at one of the like one of the most influential you know designers amateur designers of our time <laughs> of our right generation now. yeah but I mean, like, that's just, to me, that's just like saying, 
oh yeah like i don't really like that's not really for me you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's not really i don't like it well it is i don't like it but it's not like he could have said it in a it. different way yeah you know what sure. i mean and to like well i mean he's from europe like what's that mean just like their deliveries <laughs> i don't know so i'm sorry like, i'm sorry he's Europe, like European less listeners. he's like less or more candid about particular yeah things. yeah how old is he again he's 50 50 something 50 so i've always re- i don't really know too much about raf but i know his influence in in fashion is like highly revered by a lot of people yeah virgil's I know Virgil's a huge fan of Raph himself. Kanye. So it's almost like me like being like um like a LeBron James and me being like, Oh, I wanna meet Jordan so bad. Like that's my favorite player. And then me coming up to him and he's like, Yo, your jump shot is trash. I'm like, <laughs> What? Like it's like heartbreaking. Like, are you kidding me? Like I've tried to play like you all my life. So it's it is just one of those things where it's like it comes off as hate when it's like tabloided. You know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah. it's a headline of Raph sees off-white is uninspiring when it's not really in that sense and i feel like older generations and old heads as we like to call them are very uh critical critical yeah on newer designers and just new fashion senses to begin just with. everything in general actually. yeah yeah he said he said this line that was really that was that really caught me off guard was you know in in like realistically my educational or my yeah my educational experience with high fashion doesn't range past you know 2000 (laughs) you know so he talks about this um this idea of mason margella producing the same sort of works prior to off-white being a thing so the idea of elongated hoodies with big prints and stuff like that has been done way before i mean but that could be said about literally any other any other brand like that could be said you know about like a Balenciaga or whatever, whatever, whatever name you want. But that to throw was the thing there. that like caught me off guard because it was like, okay, like I understand, like there's really no new idea under the sun. Yeah, but it can you distinguish it too? I feel like the influence of something like a let's say a Margiela or Balenciaga did that 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? It's not as impactful as it is right now. Here's the thing, I think that. Yes, there aren't any new ideas, yeah. but it's the timing of when to re-inject those mm. ideas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, the idea isn't new. It's been done a million times before. Yeah. But I think what he does really well is that he knows when to kind of reintroduce those ideas. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. he really can foresee, like, the essence of, like, cool in the future. And he kind of like works on that basis you know what i'm saying no yeah that makes perfect sense it's it's really the it's the timing of bringing that back it's, it's that not the what it's the why and when i would mm. say yeah it's like the whole like stormy daniels and like donald trump thing right now yeah. like they could have done that like five years ago but yeah. he wants to do that right now yeah <sighs> okay all right uh, <laughs> <laughs> um okay so what does this mean then like what it, does this inspire the next wave of kids to be like yo fuck it i could do it too like let's go like i'm gonna be the next designer of whatever brand you know because realistically there's only been about three three black uh like head designers within high fashion you have um obviously virgil 
I forgot the second guy's name, but then you have Oliver Ross Ross Roasting of Balmain. Yeah. He's the the head uh, designer there. So you see promise for up and coming people in the future. Definitely, I think the gates to high fashion have been wide know, open. Yeah, open for a while now. This just kind of further solidifies it. Um, and you're seeing it everywhere. You know, like yeah. you're seeing more interest as far as like you know, certain demographics being interested in uh, whether it's high fashion or whatever, you yeah, know, like yeah. it's, like I said, it's wide open, like it's there for anybody. Yeah. So I think that's really promising in that regard. Um, so it'll be exciting to see what the future holds for uh, just fashion, the landscape of fashion and yeah. shoe wear in general. I think it's a great moment. I mean, I, I'm sure we can all agree on that, especially just the idea of, of being a kid in this day and age, even if you're, you know, an African American kid in this day and age, maybe you're just, you know, something as simple as like, I'm just gonna, you know, sew this patch onto my jacket or mm-hmm. I'm gonna write on my shoes, right? The littlest thing and to see somebody who comes from that, who makes it something as small as writing air on the side of a Air Jordan one. Yeah. To being the head designer of something this this grand is like that's super inspiring yeah for kids and i think for me what's really inspiring about that is that like we keep saying like high fashion and streetwear used to be very black and white yeah used to be two very different things and in that regard it kind of i don't know it's almost like two different classes you Mm -hmm. know and i think just breaking down that sort of barrier is really cool to see and it's really inspiring because you know People or like demographics that were once looked over, you know, subcultures that were once looked over are now in the spotlight. And no, it's that's like, a great point. It's like finally a chance to say like, hey, we're here. Like we actually know what we're doing and everyone, everyone agrees. No, with that's it, such so. a great point because we talked about this um, with the Dapper Dan and Gucci collaboration. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's literally being brought on as a creative director for maybe a particular line i'm not sure to the what extent he's being brought on for but that's that itself is a is a concept is why is it now that these brands are finally understanding that particular groups of people drive culture forward why was that never understood before um honestly i just i think it always just kind of boils down to it being the age of the internet, yeah, you know, like everything travels at such a high speed. A lot more exposure. To yeah, exactly. Things. There's a lot more exposure to um, to everything. Yeah. So I think that just kind of goes hand in hand with uh, streetwear and high fashion kind of meeting. You yeah. Know? I can imagine that being a thing where it's just like you know you post something that you created yourself, it gets five hundred thousand likes, and they're just like, this kid knows what he's doing. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's, it's it's something as simple as as a like or being featured on Hypebeast or High Snobody and for brands who study those to a T mm-hmm. to be like, all right, well, we got my, we got your, our eyes on you. If I think we'll, we'll, we'll meet you later on down the road. I think it boils down to nothing is, nothing seems weird or different anymore. Like yeah. everybody's definitely more open-minded to oh, yeah. everything. Um, so I think that just has a lot to do with us just being so connected with one another, you know? Do you feel like people... We're almost in a shell 
before that the social media 100 100% um and I mean that's just that just has to do with like technological limitations yeah. um you were basically like the sum of like the three people you yeah. you met in person that's or that true. you saw in person um uh, but now you can literally connect with somebody fucking across like like yeah. 3000 miles away with similar interests yeah exactly like or maybe different interests yeah. and maybe that'll open your eyes to some something new you know no that's so important so i think Networking is important in general. Yeah. You really think about it. Damn, now I feel bad for making fun of those kids in, in like middle school who were like wearing like different stuff that I didn't completely understand. Yeah, but then, but then now we're like rocking that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, damn, like what the hell are you like, doing damn. with those like those wallet chains? Like yeah. that shit's kind of weak. And now I'm just like, damn, do I want to buy a wallet chain? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I think shit. overall this is a really great moment. Um, there's hun- hundreds of articles you guys can check out sort of detailing um, the breakdown of everything that happened. We're just providing more of like a con- conceptual understanding. High fashion, just the history of high fashion in general, isn't very accepting of newness to the extent of bringing on somebody like a Virgil, right? Who's yeah. completely out of the box, completely left um, with some of their morals and, and how they do things in high fashion. Um, but with him being on Louis Vuitton, I think that's a fucking awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm all about breaking down barriers in 2018. Breaking down barriers, that's yep. what's up. It, it's the perfect time for that, right? Um, cool, let's get into uh, one thing, because we always, in every episode, we would like to provide some sort of thing you can take away, right? Okay, yeah. So, for this one, what do you want to cover? Should we cover, what, what's something that, that you've been thinking about lately that you were just like, you were debating in your head, like, is it... Ooh, I got it. Let's go talk ahead. about mixing brands. Okay, go for it. How do you feel about mixing particular brands? Whether that's like wearing Adidas pants, oh god, with Nike, with Nike shoes? shoes. No. That's okay, so no, does no. does it come down to just like sportswear, or can you do that with you know particular you know streetwear brands as well? Like you can't mix two skate brands. You can't t- mix two like denim companies. Yeah, I don't know. For me, that just feels weird. Like I try not to do that in general. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like I'm doing too much of the same thing, but just in different branding. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what no. I'm no. That makes sense. Yeah. So can you can you overdo the amount of brands that you have on? Yeah, definitely. Do you think that you do you think that for people that are are new to streetwear, right? They just assume sometimes like I got to wear this brand, this brand, these pants, this shirt these shoes to put together this ideal outfit. All right, here, let you me, it's too much. Yeah. Let me tell, let me, let me give you an example Get of, it. of an outfit that I saw. Camo Bape Shark Hoodie. Nice. Um, Supreme Box Logo T-shirt. No. <laughs> Off-White Hat. Ooh. Rick Owens Whoa. shoes. Oh, nice. And then some like random like rip jeans like is that like does it that just sounds uncomfortable does that scream like successful outfit or is that no not at all i yeah. think obviously it's a mixture of subtle and loud sometimes sometimes it, you can just go completely subtle sometimes you can go completely loud but finding that good middle ground of like all right let's let's give an example of how you would make that your own if you had if you had access to those brands right yeah how would you mix make a good mixture of loud 
and subtle at the same time. I'm having like one piece just be like at the forefront. Yeah. Everything else is like falling back, like low key, you know? Okay. I mean, that's just my personal my personal taste. Like if you want to wear all those brands together, like do you? I'm not no, gonna tell no. you differently. If you're wearing but... all those personal if you're wearing all those brands together, you're gonna look crazy. So the idea <laughs> the idea okay. here is to give like a hypothetical like outfit. Okay. So if you had all those items or all those if you were to take clothing from all those brands, what would you put together? Like how would I put it yeah, together? Yeah, how would you put it together? Fuck. Are your shoes loud? Is the jacket loud? Is your pants crazy? I'm going like shoes loud and then everything else like low key. Like so. why the shoes loud? I don't know. Part of me is just because I like sneakers in general, shoes in general, but I think most people look at shoes. Yeah, first I was gonna say like person. that's one of the big things that I look at first. It's like, oh, okay, they have they have six shoes. So yeah, like, all right. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I like that. I like that. I'm I'm super subtle. So when it comes to the shoes, I kind of want them kind of quiet. Just like I don't I don't really like being in. And homeboy in, comes through. This <laughs> is quiet. I don't like I don't like being in shoes that make me feel like I have to like tiptoe in them because i don't want them to get dirty or they're too expensive there's something about me and expensive clothes that like fucks with me mentally like i don't feel like if i had to get my phone under a car i wouldn't go on my stomach on the street to grab my phone <laughs> i just be like fuck it i'll just get a new phone you know my, <laughs> my fit's too expensive that's what I, that's how i feel so i would wear you know just some some regular everyday shoes and then if anything i'd probably have like a I like loud t-shirts. Loud t-shirts are kind of cool. Maybe a jacket, actually. A loud jacket would be sick. Just like that one piece that just kind of offsets the rest of your outfit. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Don't uh, don't ever do too much. And whatever too much is to you is subjective, obviously. Yeah. Sometimes too little is better than too much. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good thing to take away from this. So when you're ever thinking about, hey, is this too many box logos? I'd say anything, Probably. Over, anything <laughs> over one is too much. <laughs> uh cool all right <laughs> <laughs> sorry we try to we try to provide a, a little bit of just a little bit of life advice there for fashion you fashion advice little, life advice little a little bit of away. everything yeah. uh something you guys can take away i know we, we can sound like historians sometimes but something that you the can apply NPR of the street <laughs> world apparently. something you can apply to your everyday um everyday outfits and yeah become sensible in how you dress um one of the things that I want to mention before we head out, um, we're almost at the, is that 50 mark? 45? We try 45. to keep, we're going to keep it under an hour today. Last ep- last two episodes, we got a bit ahead of ourselves because uh, I can tend to rant. I'll admit that. But for anybody that's an aspiring designer and amateur photographer, if you're, if you're an artist, artist, if you're videographer, stylist, whatever. Ooh, stylist. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, if you have your own clothing brand, reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to hear more about, you know, your sort of uh, methodology with how you produce things. Um, we're interested in hearing your story. Um, so if you have something in the works you want to show us, man, send it to us. We're always open to sort of looking at it. Yeah, of course. Always um, down. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely, you clothing brands. I want to see. I want to. I want to understand your mindset. I just want to learn more, man. It's it's interesting. I've been listening to a lot of those um, hype beast, uh, business of hype mm-hmm. episodes with Jeff Staple. So he talks with um, with like some of the more famous designers of brands that you may not know, uh, and sort of documents from how they started to how they got to the point now. But it's more of their of the nitty gritty stuff. So. 
how much it costs to produce this amount of shirts and you know like the more of the numbers that makes it more realistic and like damn like that's kind of crazy so uh we want to hear from you guys definitely reach out to us if you have a if you have a brand you think is dope if it's trash don't send it um (laughs) and and shout out to everybody that signed up for the giveaway uh thanks to oh well clothing for uh for sending that shit out to us uh yeah are we gonna announce the winner soon uh if it's Whoa. Friday, we've announced it already. So shout out to you guys uh, that won. We're not going to announce names on here because, you know, people might pull up to their places. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, episode 32. 32. Yep. That that's a wrap. a wrap. Cool. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And Later. we're out. Peace.